Do you want to start having people over for dinner, but concerned about all the logistics with a full-blown dinner party? Or do you need to feed a crowd, but don't want to stress in the process? Well, I've got the easy button for you today with all the details for a simple soup supper your friends will love. Hello, and welcome to the 64th episode of the Happy Hostess podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lalonde, and I take even the most frazzled hostess to a happy and confident hostess. Sometimes it is just nice to keep it simple when it comes to having people over. So today I'm going over the simple logistics to a soup supper, discuss a few of my favorite soups to make, some sample menus, and give you some pointers on easy shortcuts that I've found for serving delicious soups. If you're new to having people over and a little intimidated at the thought of feeding everyone a meal, this is just the perfect place to start. It's great for a casual night like a Sunday night to have your neighbors or friends over. And I have a friend that is doing just that. She has started having Sunday soup night and her extended family and close friends know that they are welcome to come over for the evening. For a soup supper, you really don't need more than a salad, one soup, some bread, and a little something for dessert. The main reason this is so easy and beginner-friendly is that every single thing on the menu can be made in advance. There's almost nothing that has to be left to the last minute or that needs to be done while your guests are there, besides serving the food. Think about it. If you really want to go as easy as possible, you could buy a bag salad, pre-made dressing, some crusty bread at the grocery store, and dessert like brownies or cake at the bakery. That leaves you with making the soup, and that can be done during the day or even the day before, because so many soups actually taste better the next day. So you can see why this would be so simple for someone who is just starting. All right, so some tips to think about when you're having soup as the main course is, of course, you want to keep it hot after it has been cooking. If you're serving your guests for a casual supper, you could just leave it on the stove in the same pot that you've cooked the soup. Or a crock pot also keeps it at the perfect temperature on warm once it's been cooked. And I have this obsession with soup terrines. So I think they are just beautiful and I use them for all kinds of things from containers for flowers to even like just to sit out as table decor. They are really one of my favorite things. And you don't need a soup tureen by any means, but they are quite a statement piece. So if you have one, use it. Most soup tureens are made to be oven safe since the purpose is to keep the soup warm. So if you're using a soup tureen, find out from the manufacturer how high of a temperature that you can preheat the tureen so that it will keep the soup warm during dinner. Soup is something that people tend to go back for seconds if it's the main course, so you want to keep it as hot as possible for as long as possible. Another thing to keep in mind for soup is that many of the soups are really good with toppings like croutons, shredded cheese, bacon bits, chives, just depends on the soup that you're making. So if you're going to have toppings, make sure you have some smaller serving pieces like small little bowls or ramekins for people to serve themselves and the appropriate spoons or tongs for each topping. So one example of a menu for a casual night is a chopped salad, which is basically the one that I have in mind is like iceberg lettuce, shredded cheddar cheese, tomatoes, cucumbers, radishes, 
green onions, small cubed pieces of ham, and corn chips like Fritos chopped and tossed in a garlic ranch dressing. It's pretty simple, but it is delicious, and it's a bit heartier than an ordinary salad since it has the ham. The soup I chose for this menu does not have meat, and that is another reason why I chose the chopped salads since it does have meat, and it would be a good balance between the two. So the soup I chose was my potato soup, and this is the soup that my family asked for over and over. Seriously, it is requested more than any other soup, and I am okay with that because it's the easiest soup to make, and it's made in a crock pot. All you do is dump all the ingredients into a crock pot, except the cream cheese, and let it simmer until an hour before it's ready, and then you place the cream cheese and then stir it to make sure it's all melted after that hour is up. I'm warning you, though. People are going to keep asking you to make this. So I'm going to link the recipe to this potato soup and another soup in the show notes. So if you want to make it, then you can find it there. But you will have people begging you for the recipe, too. Of course, I would always add some crusty bread with butter to this menu. And for dessert, I would have a brownie or a similar type dessert for a more casual meal. Another casual menu with one of my favorite soups is just I would have a basic green salad with green goddess dressing and the Santa Fe soup, which is a cross between a Tex-Mex soup and chili with ground beef, three types of beans, corn, and a really rich flavor. It's a big crowd favorite, and I always double the recipe because it freezes so well. I love having something in the freezer that just needs to thaw and heat up, and everyone loves it. This recipe is basic and straightforward, but there are quite a few steps that go into the recipe, and and it has to simmer for quite a while. And that's another reason that I usually double the recipe, because doubling it doesn't really take much longer to make it. And so you might as well make good use of your time. And this is one of those soups that is good to have with toppings. I always serve this with sour cream, shredded cheese, and corn chips, but red onion, avocado, or pickled jalapenos would be really delicious with this too. I thought that jalapeno corn muffins would pair well with this if you wanted to do something different than the crusty bread. And of course, I would add on another dessert something good that I found at the bakery. Now, I will link the recipe to the Santa Fe soup too, so you can find it in the show notes. Now, if you wanted like a little bit more elevated approach to a soup dinner, you could do a nice winter salad of mixed greens, something like candied walnuts, red onions, dried cranberries, and feta or goat cheese dressed with a champagne vinaigrette or maybe a balsamic vinaigrette. And then you could pair that with a vegetable bisque, like maybe tomato bisque, or um, there are plenty of out there, but something just a little bit more sophisticated than the other two soups. Again, I would add the crusty bread to go with that and butter. And I would probably pick a little bit nicer dessert at the bakery, something like a pretty small little cake that they have. So The vibe is all up to you. It just depends upon the different pieces that you want to choose to put together. But the most important thing is that all of them are very simple and doable and low stress. 
Like I said, these menus are very basic, so they can be simple for even someone that is entertaining for the very first time. But of course, for those of you that are comfortable and you've been entertaining for a while, you can add additional things. You could take it up a little notch. While it's certainly not necessary, you could add an appetizer, like a cheese board or charcuterie board. I often will make two soups if I have a lot of people coming over. Like on Halloween, I'll make a white chili and a traditional chili. Or if I wanted to have soup for luncheon, I would add tea sandwiches and maybe have scones. You want to add some charm, you can serve your soup in little bread bowls. It's easy to buy them in the store and cut out the little tops to make a bowl like they do at Panera. I would double check with the bakery, though, in advance to make sure they have the amount that you need the day of the party. Of course, if you're a baker, you could go right ahead and bake them yourself. But that would start to stress me out since I don't bake anything, really, on the regular. Now, I also want to give you some helpful tips for soups, just in general. My husband loves soup, so we have soup all the time during the winter. He wants it at lunch sometimes, sometimes for dinner, but he doesn't want the same one all week long. Like, he would truly be happy if we had a soup of the day at the Lalonde household. And I'm not willing to make a different pot of soup each day from scratch, so I am not above trying some pre-made soups because when you make soup, it often requires quite a bit of work, and with just a few of us at home now, it doesn't make sense. So I have tried many, many of the pre-made soups in the grocery stores. Um, I always check out the ones that are in the refrigerated section that are close to the deli. And I usually go for the organic versions that are in Kroger or the whole food ones in the refrigerated section because the ingredients there are pretty clean and it's basically close to homemade ingredients. Now, the good thing about these pre-made soups is that they have done all the hard part of chopping and cooking the vegetables and letting it simmer for hours. But the bad part is these soups are just usually pretty good, like they're decent. For them to be delicious, they almost always need to have a little something added to them to really make them shine. Like one chicken tortilla soup I buy, it tends just to be a bit flat. So I add just a bit of salsa, a little bit of chicken soup base to it. And if I have it, a little fresh cilantro. And if I don't have salsa, I might try some a little lime juice. And I always add rotisserie chicken breast to it because my family is always looking for more protein in the diet. So they like to have lots of meat in their soups. So doctoring up that pre-made soup takes me about a total of five minutes while I'm heating it up. But when I make it from scratch, I'm looking at least an hour or maybe more to make it. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like cooking from scratch, but I can't put that type of time in for lunch during the day. So this works for most any soup you buy pre-made. Just taste it. And if it's not up to par, I would start by adding a touch of the appropriate soup base and go from there. For example, I buy Whole Foods beef chili bean soup often, and I add some better than bouillon beef, a little water to thin it out, some tomato paste, and I add more spices like cumin and chili powder and let that simmer for a few minutes before serving. Often a soup will benefit from a little acid like lemon or lime juice, vinegar, tomato paste, or even a touch of beer or wine. And fresh herbs can go a really long way to make a soup go from just okay to delicious. Another tip is that the quality of bouillon 
or soup base makes a huge difference in your soup. Many bouillons have cheap ingredients like MSG that are not very good for us. I've found that soup base tastes much better and gives it a much richer flavor. And if you have food sensitivities, you need to check the labels closely because I was surprised to find out that some of them contain gluten and dairy. And I never would have imagined that in a soup base or bouillon. The one that I use is called Better Than Bouillon, and they make it in an organic version and in lots of different flavors. I use these all the time, and not only in soups, but casseroles, pot roast, stuffing, rice dishes, sometimes even pasta dishes. It just really gives a richer depth of flavor very quickly just by adding a little bit. So we have covered the soup supper and how it's one of the easiest meals to pull off for our loved ones, and it'll allow you to be a calm, present, and happy hostess. We've also covered a few possible menus for a soup night, and don't forget the recipes to the potato soup and the Santa Fe soup will be found in the link in the show notes. Lastly, I shared some tips that can make your soup pop with flavor. Now, did I forget anything? Do you have a tip for serving soup? I would love to hear them if you do. Get in touch with me over on Instagram and tell me all about how you serve soup. Looking so forward to next week, I have the sweetest guest, and that is a pun intended, and you're going to love what she has to share, but you're going to have to wait to find out who it is next week. So until then, bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Happy Hostess Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your podcast app. It would mean the world to me. If you need links for anything mentioned during this episode, head over to happyhostesscollective.com and you'll find them in the show notes. A new episode comes out every Tuesday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. Until then, have a great week.